Monday morning. Monday, hey everybody. Monday, Monday. Another week. Okay, I did it. Week. Hey. I got one for Monday. Yeah, we figured out something. It's kind of repetitive, but whatever. <laughs> well, what is it that they do that on? Monday, Monday, Monday. They do Sunday, Sunday, Sunday for like motor, motor, tr- motor trucks for monster truck events. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, maybe. Okay. Never mind then. I thought I was being cool, but I was not. <laughs> Come on down to the Civic Center and see Deathstroke, <laughs> Crush Cars, and Truckosaurus. Oh. That's what you get. <coughs> Ruined my voice for the whole show. <coughs> hey, coming up on today's show, Christian bookstores on life support. Oh, no. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and our weekly recap. But first, today is Monday, March 25th, and we've got just a couple holidays to celebrate today. We do. We have a couple, and I think that it would be kind of cool to mesh these two holidays when you recognize Ooh. them. Yeah. So we have International Waffle Day. Are you are you a pancake person or a waffle person? I think I prefer pancakes to be totally honest. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of either one and I really don't like syrup. What is your problem? I know. <laughs> I know. So if I eat pancakes or waffles, I eat them with peanut butter or jelly or just plain butter. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I don't I feel like that syrup. would lend itself more to a waffle than peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Because you got the little crevices. No, little but nooks. you smear it on top of the pancake. I couldn't think of what it was called for half a second. Like every pancake I have, that would like tear it apart, wouldn't it? Just smearing it? They ain't making your pancakes right. How thick do you make your pancakes? They're supposed well, to be light and fluffy. It should, Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be light and fluffy, but it's supposed to hold up to the smearage of <laughs> butter. Butter like melts on top of it at that point. You jelly doesn't melt. Jelly doesn't melt. <laughs> jelly does kind of loosen as it gets warm. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, but peanut can butter, I have some loose jelly, please? <laughs> peanut butter melts just like butter does. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I guess. Actually, melted peanut butter is pretty darn it's good. It's pretty yummy. Yeah. Warm peanut butter is pretty good, too. I, yeah, so. I still think I'd go for the waffle, though. Or honey. I can even do honey, but I can't do That's syrup. Weird. Syrup is just, like, way too super sweet. Yeah. Boy, it is pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so then it's also, here we go, pecan day. Pecan day. <laughs> if you are from the southeast, it is a pecan. Pecans. Yep. And I felt like my entire life, everybody, because, you know, my dad lived in Maryland, mm-hmm. but I grew up in North Carolina. So I would go to see my dad, and I'd say pecan, and everybody would, oh, what are you doing? Is it a can that you pee in? <laughs> it's like the stupidest joke I've ever heard. But everybody says it. And then I move a lot because we were military, and again, everybody says it. And it wasn't until we moved here um, and the Mercers moved here as well, mm-hmm. Melanie and Matt. And they're from, I'm from North Carolina, but they're from South Carolina. And Melanie said, pecan. And I was so excited to hear somebody else who <laughs> said it like me. Well, and here's the thing. Because I'm typically the one of the youngest of the friend group 
or I used to be. Now our friend group is changing and I'm one of the oldest and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but I used to be one of the youngest. And so people, I feel like, didn't take me seriously. Like they just looked at me like I was stupid and immature and unintelligent. Well, when Melanie said it, everybody was like, oh, I guess it's an actual thing. <laughs> she said, I've been saying this for years, people. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong right for years. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I think it'd be really cool to mix oh, gosh. your I'm just pecans like with a, your waffles. Like a turtle sundae on a waffle. Ooh, that would be really mm. good. <laughs> yep, that'd be yummy. <laughs> hey, if you love what we do here on the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Uh, beginning this week, we have brand new tiers with brand new rewards. Uh, and even if you give as little as a dollar uh, a month to our program, you're going to get access to our brand new Facebook group, closed private Facebook group just for our supporters and our very, very close friends, where um, we'll do giveaways inside this group. We'll have uh, special posts. Whenever we add new music to the radio station, you'll get a list of the actual tracks that we're adding and not just you know, the artists and albums that we post in the main social media. Uh, we'll do a lot more with it, too. But, you know, we're, we're trying to, to up the perks. We're going to be giving away, uh, depending on what tier you join in, the, uh, in our Patreon, we're giving away books. We're giving away our games. We're giving away, uh, heck, heck a, a full replica of our back row uh, undisputed championship title belt, if you want. Uh, that's, that's the top tier. Um, but there's, there's, uh, there's a tier for everybody. Let's put it that way. <laughs> tier for everybody and everybody gets access to something or, uh, most tiers actually get you something physical in the mail from us as a thank you. So give it a look, go to patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N.com slash back radio, or go to back Scroll away down to the bottom and you'll see the link to that there too. Uh, but help us to continue to grow. We're only at about one-sixth of our funding goal, and uh, we still got a long way to go, and we need your help. All right. Enough of the uh, begging for money. Is there ever really <laughs> enough of that? Like, until we're fully funded, there's not enough of that. Give us your money, please. <laughs> All right. Here's the news. Fewer churches are doing VBS each year. A Barna study, research uh, study, states that 81% of U.S. churches offered VBS in 1997. However, by 2012, that number had dropped to 68%. And however, at the same time, another study found that 89% of Americans uh, who say they attended VBS as a child agree that they positively influenced their spiritual growth. But it doesn't stop there. Among Americans who say that they have a child who has attended VBS, 95% agree that participating in VBS positively influenced their child's spiritual growth. So like an overwhelming majority say that VBS is important or was important to them growing up, but VBSs are becoming more and more rare. That's what's wrong with our world as a whole. I'm just going to put it out there. We acknowledge the necessary... Necessity. Necessity. Thank you. It's early. <laughs> for things. But we just don't fight for them anymore. Mm. And we're just like, meh. Yeah, it's it's a really good thing. And it's positively influenced my life. And it's positively influenced my children's life. And not a whole lot of bad has come from it. But okay, we're not going to do it anymore. But can somebody else do it? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Come on, guys. Get it together. <clears throat> I agree. A video game fan in California unveiled the latest addition to his collection, an unreleased Nintendo game that might be the only copy in existence. What? Steven Reese, who owns every release game for the Nintendo Entertainment System, the original system in America, said he recently purchased a wrestling game called UWC uh, from a former Nintendo employee, and he soon discovered it was something unique. The cartridge, an unreleased prototype of a game that was never released, appeared to have never even been played before. Reese said it's a wrestling game that features 1980s wrestling stars like Ric Flair. You would like this, wouldn't you? That's his catchphrase. Oh, I would love it. I loved all those classic... Well, you know, I didn't play them on the NES. I played them in the arcade, but those classic wrestling Wrestling things before they were... Before they were, uh, like, sponsored by the actual wrestling companies when they were just, like, well, like this, you know, Ultimate Wrestling Championship or whatever Mm. that would be. Yeah. You know, some random thing with characters that looked like real people that you knew but weren't quite. Yeah. Those were fun. All right, and a quirky experiment that exposed Swiss cheese to different kinds of music found that hip-hop made it taste the best. Eight wheels of mutton gluck and mental cheese from uh, World Cheese Championship winner uh, Anthony Weiss. Anthony Weiss, uh, were subjected separately to different musical stimulus round the clock for eight months. Eight months. A blind tasting uh, test eight months later found that the wheel exposed to hip-hop had the most unique taste profile. Hip-hop cheese, y'all. Coming to a Walmart near you. I mean, I'm just curious. Like, Did they make sure that everything else within every room was the same? Maybe they were all in one room and they were wearing headphones. No, it's... Oh. <laughs> Where would the sound go? They don't have Jesus would have ears. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Look, I, these I, are I, professionals. I, these are professional cheese musicers. We gotta take their word for it. Um, nope. Ever since the Russian robot, I don't have to take anybody's <laughs> since word. That fake Russian robot, I don't trust nothing. That's right. Coming up later in the show, why is Lifeway closing all their stores? Stick around. Here on this Monday morning, glad to have you with us in our second hour. We're going to kick it off with five random facts. Five random facts with Mo. Um, Number one, monkeys aren't supposed to eat bananas. Bananas contain so much sugar that monkeys will get diabetes if they eat them regularly. Stop feeding the monkeys at the zoo. That's so sad. It is sad. Monkeys love bananas. (laughs) Our whole life has been a lie. In 2016, a tired Uber driver asked his passenger to take over while on a 300-mile trip so he could take a nap. The driver woke up in the middle of a police chase. Oh, Oh my my. gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then. That's terrifying. Um, Number three, if a baby is born at 11 p.m. in California, while another baby is born at 2 a.m. in New York, 
they will have different birthdays, even though they were born at the same time. (laughs) Fun with time zones. Time zone thing. Dr. Seuss was not a doctor of anything. He didn't, and he didn't have a doctorate until an honorary one was granted to him by Dartmouth in 1956. He added doctor to his pen name because his father always wanted him to practice medicine. Aww. <laughs> and lastly, Mr. Rogers' mother knitted every sweater he wore on his show. He continuously wore the sweaters because they reminded him of her and helped him remember how much she loved him. We've been watching... Like classic episodes of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Because my kids love, you know, Daniel Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you know, this is where it it all started. You know, Eli at first was like, this is weird and slow and boring. Yeah. But now he's wanting to watch more and more of them. Yeah. It's really neat. It's it's cool because I watched it as a kid too, but I don't really remember a whole bunch of them. You know, I remember some of the iconic things like the visit to the crayon factory and, you know, Feeding the fish. And yeah. The trolley going by. You know, I remember those things. But I didn't remember, like, number one, like, half the show was in that in that uh, puppet realm. Oh, yeah. You know, where the trolley goes. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, I, for, you know, I was remembering that it was, like, maybe, like, a little segment in the puppet realm. But it was, like, half the show was Mr. Rogers talking and taking you somewhere and yeah. whatever. And then half the show was there. But uh, I also didn't remember how slow paced mm-hmm. mr rogers part was or he would just sit down and he'll sit down with a little toy and he'll just sit there and kind of play with it very calmly mm-hmm. no music or anything just calm playing mm-hmm. and then he'll look up eventually and say something in his in his voice his calming soothing voice i'm enjoying it i think it's good for that mere fact like just genetically it's in children it's ingrained in children to be kind of crazy and mm-hmm. wild And so that alone just helps them to kind of calm down and Mm -hmm. refocus. And I, yeah. And I think you can see that in Daniel Tiger, the cartoon, too. Yeah. Because if you watch the first episode, everything's, or not everything, but most things are really fast. Characters move really fast. In the first episode, they go to the bakery, and the baker there zipping in and out of the camera really fast, very excited. Yeah. And then within a couple episodes, they slowed everything way down. Yeah. And so the characters are moving very slowly, almost like they're in a ballet half yeah. the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's that was the right decision. It was the <laughs> keep, right decision. Keep it calm. Yeah. That's how we learn. Yep. All right. Oh, how's your week been, Mo? Um, you know, as I was getting ready this morning and I knew that this was going to be a topic of discussion at some point, I mm-hmm. was trying to think of how my week has gone and something that I could talk about. And it's just not, it's been a boring week. Well, y'all bought something since last time. The RV? Yeah. Was that since last time? We actually brought it home. After we recorded. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I have been in there every single day (laughs) doing something. Like I put wallpaper up on the the wall behind our bed. I changed out the, the... the window fixtures, because they were really ugly brown fabric, and so mm. I changed it out for more my kind of style <laughs> blue fabric. But your kids spent the night, the first night in it, right? The boys like did the spend campground. the, uh-huh, the boys did. Mila did not, oh. because I had a good feeling that by the, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, she was going to want to come inside, and so. <laughs> okay, so here's a funny story. So, we 
go to leave, right? And the boys have their phones. They're all set up in there. We've got the electricity hooked up to the house, so it's nice and warm. You know, we're not at all concerned about them. We tell them the only thing is we don't have the water hooked up, so they can't use the bathroom that's in there. Mm. So we tell them, listen, if you got to pee in the middle of the night, pee into the field. We live right next to a large open field, so, you know, <laughs> just step out of the camper, pee into the field. Not a big deal. If you got to do anything else, just come into the house. So they don't come in the house in the middle of the night. I go out to wake them up for church the next morning. And I am realizing that I can't get into the camper. Like, we locked it behind us as yeah. we left so that we didn't have to worry about anybody getting in or anything. And I can't unlock it. So I'm freaking out. And so I go over to the window that I knew Cannon was sleeping at. Like the at. key's not working? Yeah, it's just not okay. turning. So I go over to the window that I knew Cannon was sleeping at, and I knocked on it. And I was like, Cannon! And he finally wakes up. I said, come unlock the camper. I can't unlock it. So... He goes over to the door, and I can hear him fiddling with the lock and trying to open it, and he can't. <laughs> He's stuck in there. So I go in and wake Chris up, and I was like, can you come help me with the lock? Because the I can't let the boys out, and they can't get out. And so he's like, I don't know what's so hard about it. You just turned the lock, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, being a typical man. because exactly I like Chris. I woke him up. <laughs> and he comes out there, and he finds that the... The key, our lock just had a little bit of dirt in it, which is why I couldn't get into it, okay? Mm. So we had to turn it a little bit harder than what I was willing to turn because I didn't want to break it. Right. I mean, the only thing worse than having to go in and wake him up to ask him to open it would be having to go in and wake him up and saying, uh, I broke the key off in the lock, okay? <laughs> so, but as we're standing out there, he's asking Cannon, well, why couldn't you just unlock it from the inside? And Cannon's like, I tried. I turned the lock. I tried to open it. It's not working. And I was like, really? I could hear him. I, you know, I could hear him fiddling with it. I could hear everything that he was doing. It was not unlocking. So we found out, fun fact, that if you lock your RV from the outside, you cannot unlock it from the inside. So had the boys needed to pee in the middle of the night, <laughs> they were up the creek. They wow. would not have been able to get out to go pee. Or if there was a huge emergency, they would not have been able to get out. Thankfully, they had their phones, so they could have <laughs> they could have called us. But but then you would have had that whole can't open the key lock in the middle of the night thing exactly. while they're trying to pee. Exactly. And there are emergency exits. Two of the windows yeah. in the camper yeah. are emergency exits, and they know that. But still, I'm just like... Well, I guess that's a really good lesson to learn. That's one of the things that they should tell you as you buy your camper. Hey, listen, by the way. But I guess that they just don't think about that. They don't think, hey, you might have your kids spend the night in here. Well, even then, why wouldn't you just let them lock it? Why would you lock it? I would think whoever is in the camper will lock it. Yeah. Chris wanted to be certain that we had locked it behind ourselves. And so yeah. that there was no questions that the boys were safe. <laughs> But we won't do that again. <laughs> well, uh, my week was focused around the fact that I did something uh, uh, handy at my house the first time. <laughs> I'm not a handy man. I'm a call my father-in-law to come fix everything kind of guy. And uh, we were, oh, what was it? 
Eli, Eli got a fish for his birthday. Uh, like a real fish? Like a tank with actually like four fish and a snail. Wow. Small fish. Um, and for some reason, he tossed some of the little rocks into our garbage disposal. Oh. But they're really small. And so I'm like, all right, well, we need to wash these out, flush these out before we run this disposal. So I'm running water. I got the little spray thing. I'm going in the sink trying yeah. to make sure it gets down the drain or whatever it's got to do. And uh, then we spill like a, a bowl of old Cheerios down there too. And I go to turn on the garbage disposal a little while later. And it's just going, mm, it's not moving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no. I'll turn it off, turn it back on. Mm, turn it off, turn it back on again. Mm, and then it stops making noise altogether. I'm like, oh, gosh, it's dead. Oh, no. No. Okay. I don't know what to do. And so my initial instinct was, great. We're either going to have to call Greg to come fix this or we're going to have to call uh, repairman, pay who knows how much. Might have to replace the whole thing. I have no idea what's wrong. So I'm like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give up that easily. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> so I Google it, find this uh, thing. What do you do if it just uh, goes dead on you? Mm-hmm. I said, well, if you reach underneath, there's a little reset button. So try that first. So I'm like, hey, there it is. Mm-hmm. Clicked it. And it's making the noise again, at least. So, I'm like, okay. So apparently if it just sticks like that, making that noise for too long, it cuts out yeah. on itself. And it said, get a hex bolt, hex wrench. Mm-hmm. There's a little hole on the bottom. And just wiggle that back and forth because maybe there's something stuck under the blade. I'm like, okay. So I get the, the set of hex wrenches that Greg got us three years ago. Ago that I've never even been removed from the package. <laughs> when you bought and your I'm first like, house, so when you bought your house, <laughs> I'm like, "All right, let's do this." And I get under there, and sure enough, there was like a rock or something underneath that, and stuck. And so I'm wiggling free, and then I get up and run some water and click that thing on, and it fires back up again. And I felt like the king of the world. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing, of course. Very simple for anybody who knows anything about garbage disposals, but uh, for me, it was a big deal. <laughs> But like a man, I even yelled out, I am a man. And Eli, Eli came running in and said, What's going on? <laughs> I fixed something. <laughs> fixed something. Hooray. Yay. Oh, goodness. So it's been a big week. Yeah. Good job. For future reference, if you ever need a friend, Chris had to repair, completely reinstall a new one of ours. Oh, gosh. I, that's, I that sounds ours. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I probably so. put way too much down the garbage disposal than I should. Yeah, I can't let Chris see the things that I put down the garbage disposal because then he yells at me. <laughs> this is why I had to completely buy a new one. Well, you know, to be fair, it wasn't that expensive and it wasn't that difficult. So, <laughs> whatever. Why don't you quit whining about it? <laughs> that was weeks ago. And he did learn how to do it through Google. So yeah, I'm telling you, the internet has saved a lot of lives yeah. when it comes to this stuff. Right? Uh, that's how I learned how to replace a headlight in my wife's uh, in my wife's Japanese car, which is very difficult to get to. You got to remove a whole bunch of crap to get to it. But I did it. Put it all back. All the pieces fit. 
<laughs> didn't have any leftover screws or <laughs> no, anything. Nothing. Google <laughs> saving manhood since 1989. Oh, uh, all right. When we come back, which Christian bookstore is next to close? Stick around. Morning show here on Back Row Radio. It's Monday morning. Matt and Mo in the studio. What? What? Glad to have you with us this morning. Uh, it's our third hour, and our third hour we usually like to ta- tackle a larger topic. And uh, today we're talking about something you probably heard over the last few days, and it's that Lifeway Christian Resources announced last Wednesday that it will be closing all remaining 170 stores this year. <laughs> and focusing on online sales. Uh, Carol Pipes, Director of Corporate Communications for LifeWay, posted the announcement on the company's website, explaining that it was a strategic shift of resources to a dynamic digital strategy, which just sounds like something you say mm-hmm. <laughs> online. <laughs> very, very digital forward. There mm-hmm. we go. Uh, Acting President Brad Wagoner said in a statement that LifeWay still had a robust publishing, events, and church services business, noting that it was experiencing strong growth via its digital commerce. In other words, it's saying it's making a lot more money online than it is in stores. The Southern Baptist Affiliate announced in January initial plans to reduce its locations this year due to declining sales and financial pressures, but ended up deciding it wasn't viable to keep any of the stores open past 2019. Rainer said that they did all they could to save the stores, which span across 30 states. We have one... About an hour and a half away from us in Lubbock, Texas, that I have been to a few times. Um, Lifeway's store closures come two years after its competitor, Family Christian Resources, shut down all 240 locations in the midst of mounting debt and bankruptcy. Cokesbury Bookstores closed all 38 retail stores it had in 2013. Uh, overall, sales of Christian retailers declined just 3% in 2018, according to research by the Parable Group. Even though the dips aren't as dramatic as years before, it doesn't make up for year after year of losses. Nearly two-thirds of Christian retailers said that the future of their industry was a top concern, second only to their declining margins. Uh, the ministry just opened uh, Lifeway, just opened a stylish downtown Nashville location a year and a half ago. And it's uh, as its new corporate headquarters. Uh, so in an ironic twist, Lifeway's former location will now house incoming Amazon offices. Wow. Amazon, among other online retailers, are often blamed for the decline of physical bookstores and music shops. Uh, what was the big bookstore chain that closed down? Borders. Borders closed down about five or six years ago. All their stores. Uh, Is that what we had here in town? No, we had... No, I'm talking main bookstores, not Christian bookstores. Oh. Borders bookstores oh. closed down. Uh, no, here in town we had uh, a parable bookstore, mm. which was the Masters. The Masters Parable Bookstore. Um, parable, as far as I can tell, I didn't do full research, but Parable, as far as I can tell, is a a chain, but it's like a it's almost like a franchise chain. Like you, 
they're independently owned and operated. It's okay. not like Lifeways, yeah, mass uh, collection of stores. Uh, so yeah, we had we had uh, there's still a few there's still quite a few parable stores left open because again, independently owned and operated, it's up to the individual store to determine whether or not they want to close. So parable isn't going to close all the way across the board. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the Masters started out here in town as a very small hole in the wall as a part of our Ace Hardware chain of blocks. Were you here when that was there? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's a mattress shop over there. But it was very small. Uh, they crammed a lot of stuff into it. But it was very small and it was very popular. Uh, you know, they mainly sold books and music. That was their big thing. But music was starting to be the big, big thing. Because as Christian music started expanding in 95... Uh, that's, they started to get even kind of niche, uh, genre stuff that you didn't hear on the radio, but people were going in and buying it because this mm-hmm. was the only place to go buy all this cool Christian music that we don't get to hear everywhere else, which is what we play here on Backward Radio. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it got so popular, made a lot of money and decided it was time to expand. We had an old Furs grocery store building. Here that had closed down a long time ago and nobody had bought the building. It had been, I want to say close to a decade. It had just been sitting there empty. And so the Masters bought the whole building with the intention of cutting off about a third of it and selling the two-thirds to a big chain if they could get one in, which eventually became Big Lots. Mm-hmm. Big Lots bought the two, two-thirds part, portion of the building. And the other one-third was separated into a small coffee shop called the Java Loft, which was the first thing to open there. Uh, The Master's new store, which was roughly three or four times as big as the one that they were moving out of. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. Not at Ace Hardware. Oh, you don't remember the other one? Yeah. So, yeah. Big, big store in there. It was really beautiful. The way they had sculpted it into the building was really nice. Inside was very laid out. Was laid out very well, and then they had a, a couple other smaller storefronts, and they have some offices and classrooms and stuff like that that they could use for different things in the community. And um, you know, it was going great, and then you started to feel the effects of people stopping uh, when people stopped purchasing CDs, mm-hmm. uh, and it just it was it was kind of slow at first you could just tell it was slowly dropping off and then it just kind of felt really dramatic of all right nobody's buying cds anymore it's all digital now yeah and like when you went there their music section was huge they had like just so many racks full of music they had all the different you could find every album from every artist that you could think of and that started to shrink and shrink and shrink to just the more popular artists just to the best-selling artists until the point where they only had like two little stands full of music and they were really trying to push like clothing and mm-hmm. books and Bibles and, and, uh, it just, they, then they tried to move into the home decor section. So they added more and more of that. And then we had a Hobby Lobby open up right across the street from them. Yep. And so that wasn't great either. Uh, and so really quickly, I, I don't think they were there more than, more than 10 years after the move. So they made this big move, 10 years, and then they were gone. Wow. And they closed it down. They and closed so, in November of 2012. Yeah. And so... Because that was yeah, like the big that thing right. that happened right after we moved here in August. 
And I was super excited because there was a Christian bookstore in town. I was yeah. able, you know, the boys, I would take the boys once a week and they'd go get a little book and mm-hmm. super excited. It was a and great then, store. It was yeah. fantastic. Yep. Um, so yeah. So it was all, it was right around 10 years then because we, uh, Bubba, my friend Bubba and I uh, from Love Thy Nerd, uh, we were volunteers to help them move all their stuff from mm-hmm. the old building to the new building. Uh, so, and that was in high school. And I want to say it was sophomore or junior year. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was that was two thousand two or two thousand three. So that was right around nine or ten years that they yeah. were in there, and then they were gone. And so that uh, that leaves us with a big hole in that building. Big yeah. Lots is still there. The Java Loft is still there, but it's kind of it's not as good as it used to be because it's not anchored to anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I think Wayland Baptist University bought out a big section of it for yeah. some classrooms. Um, but yeah, it's just that, that old master store is still just sitting in there empty. Mm-hmm. A shell of what it was. And it's sad. It's sad to see. It's sad to not have the place to go to, to look through all the books, to look through all the music, uh, even to look through all the Jesus junk that's yeah. there, the little weird keychains and yeah. pins and whatever that you don't need. Uh, it's three times the price of a regular pen, but it says Jesus on it. So That's exactly there you go. Right. It, it's a good <laughs> gift to someone who you got to get a gift for, but right. you just don't know what to get them. Yep. So Jesus junk. Yeah. So <laughs> the only other big store that I can think of, uh, that's not a small independent shop. I mean, there are a lot of bookstores that are run like by churches themselves, like big campus churches, like in Albuquerque, uh, Calvary of Albuquerque has a uh, bookstore in there. I don't remember what it was called, but it's a really nice. It's still small, and it's it's uh, half a coffee shop as well. But but they have a nice uh, selection of music and stuff that I went to quite a lot. But there was a Bibles Plus in Albuquerque, which was a parable bookstore. And uh, when we first moved there and I went there, they were taking up like half of this strip mall. And then through the years, you saw that they kept closing portions of it or selling it to another store and it just got smaller and smaller until it finally died too because of the whole music thing man it's just sad to see but then again like whenever i go to the lifeway store in lubbock i know that the only thing i go in there for is essentially to look at the back covers of cds that i'm gonna buy online yeah (laughs) you know i'm not buying anything i'm looking at Stuff that I just want a little bit more visual information on because you don't get that often anymore. I go to Lifeway once a year <laughs> and it's only to buy VBS stuff. Yeah. And even then, like I'll go in and I'll figure out what I need and I'll write it all down and I place the order online. <laughs> online yeah. Um, I think the only chain of Christian stores that's really still kind of thriving, and I don't really know if it's thriving like making tons of money, but it doesn't seem to be and any immediate threat to close is Mardell. Yeah. And I think the only reason that's the case is because it is heavily focused on homeschool. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeschool curriculum. families and curriculum and, and crafts and pretty much everything you need for homeschool stuff uh, or even Christian school stuff. Uh, my stomach's rumbling over here. I hope you don't hear that on the radio. Uh, and their stores are usually huge. The one in Lubbock is big, but the center is the main part, and that's where all the crafts and homeschool stuff is. And then on the side, they have, here's a little kids' book area, here's a little music area, 
Here's a little adult book area. Here's a little art area. But they're all just kind of small little sections in the corners around the bulk of their main inventory for homeschool stuff. Even when I homeschooled, I went into Mardell's once, walked in, took a quick look. I probably wasn't even there for three minutes and walked out because everybody was in skirts and I was not. And I was like, everybody was what? In skirts. All the women were in skirts. They were obviously of the belief that women should not be in pants. And so I turned around and walked out. I was like, I do not belong here. I don't recall that being a thing. <laughs> I've been there several times. I don't remember all the women being in skirts. Okay. Well, and I also went when it was the big homeschool curriculum sale. Yeah. And so all the... Huh. I was going to call them wackadoos, that. but I won't. Goodness. That's a little far. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> They're just very strict in their beliefs. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think I've ever noticed that. Yes. Well, and you're not a female, so of course you wouldn't notice it. You still walk into males in their in jeans and a button-up shirt, which is what you typically wear. And so I walk in in jeans as a woman, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I am inferior. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pay attention next time I go. Notice next time. Jeez, Matt. <laughs> Is there anything else that you miss though about going to a, a physical bookstore? Because I mean, that used to be an event for me. I mean, that used to be almost a hangout. Like, that's where I met our uh, our friend Joey Porter. He worked there. I would go there really? just to talk to Joey. Really? Yeah. Aww. Uh, you, uh, Janet Berkey. You uh, guys. John Berkey's mom worked there too. Really. Mm-hmm. For a season. Um. So, I don't think that I miss much about a bookstore. No? Did you not really get entwined with one? I. You know what's funny is, I miss Blockbuster, <laughs> and yeah. I miss. Well, it's kind of the same. Yeah, it is like kind of the same thing. And I miss feeling anyway. Feeling going wise. to like a music store and being able to buy tracks. You know, and figuring out which song I was going to sing next. Mm-hmm. And just sitting there and listening to all the different, okay, let me figure out which area I'm going to sing from. Okay, now let me narrow it down to which artist I'm going to sing from. Okay, now which song am I going to sing? I could spend hours in a music store. Now, just... Mardell has a big selection of like tracks still yeah. to this day. And they have soundproof booths that you can go in. Really? And practice them and see if that's what you want. Like, they'll let you open them up and try them out. Huh. That's one of the things I really liked about Mardell. That's yeah. pretty cool. When I bought tracks. Physical yeah, tracks. But now that's not a thing anymore either. <laughs> right. Now you can even just make your own with yeah. most uh, editing software. I think the first time that I sang at Highland, I asked you, so do you need like a track or something? No, just burn it to a CD. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I don't know if maybe I just had a, an extra special spot in my heart for this particular store, the masters. Yeah. Um, because I was involved in helping them move and they also sold Bubba's and my CD, which was nice. We gave them five copies. I think they sold two of them <laughs> before they closed or just tossed them. Uh, but it just, it just, it felt like 
I guess it felt like because they had revitalized that building, right, kind of in the heart of town, mm-hmm. and that they had built this, and it was all staffed by local people, and this was a local-owned store. It wasn't a chain or anything. It just felt more like it was a part of Clovis. You know, yeah. It was a part of our hometown, and it meant something. Yeah. And then to see it die out not even a decade later, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt to see that go. And... To see it, like, in the last year, just kind of floundering where you never knew what would be there when you went anymore. It was just kind of a, you had your few staples, you had your Bible section that was always big. You know, the cool Bible section, go check out all the new Bibles. But you didn't know if there'd be any new arrivals for books. You didn't know if the music section would even be there anymore. They definitely weren't as, you know, like I said, they weren't as expansive with the... the artists as time went by because they stopped buying CDs from artists that only a few people wanted to hear. Yeah. And yeah, which again was what built them up in the first place. So it was sad to see that go. I think what hit harder for me was when Hastings closed here. Yeah. Hastings then became the last bastion of a bookstore at all. And and they even had a small Christian section. Yeah. With some Christian paraphernalia as Mm -hmm. well. And that made me sad to see that go. Because that's where I would go for, like, baby shower gifts or or even birthday gifts, mm-hmm. you know. And I eh, got nothing now. Got Walmart. That Great. Was my, that was my main Funko Pop stop. Yeah. Seriously, as soon as they left, my collecting of Funko Pops went way down. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I rarely buy any new ones anymore because I don't get to actually peruse any. Yeah. You know, we have Hot Topic that has their selection, which is mostly... Made up of common ones and Hot Topic exclusive ones. Yeah. But no, nothing beyond that. And GameStop the same way. They have a lot of the common ones and they have a lot of GameStop exclusives. But Hastings had like just, they, they had did. tons of them. Walls and walls. Walls and walls and, yeah. all throughout the store. Different yep. sets everywhere. And then their own section in the back, which was just a whole aisle of of the entire aisle just full of. Yeah. rows and rows of them that's I when we go got for, into yeah. Yeah. collecting because the store for, was closing i could go there for for hours just sifting through all the different ones to find yeah. that one that i was looking for and like there it is and that happened so many times it's a rush when you find it it's usually like in the back on the very bottom shelf behind like 14 yeah common whatever's and like oh, there it is i found it yeah. so yeah. it's just the feeling of being in a store I miss that. Yeah. I I hate that the only stores I get to go to now are grocery stores and Walmart, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Everything else is online. It's, it's convenient, but you're missing a part of Americana. You're missing yeah. that, you know, going to a brick-and-mortar location. Yeah. And so it is sad that Lifeway is closing their doors um, by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So if you want to experience that joy of a brick-and-mortar store one more time, go before they close down still got a few months but yeah yeah that's just the way it goes i'm wondering where we'll be in 10 years Mm. 20 years 30 years what's it gonna be like when we're elderly (laughs) because i'm just we're gonna be asking our grandkids to take us to the store and they're not (laughs) like there's not gonna be a store around (laughs) like Take yourself the transporters in the next room. <laughs> Just get on the computer. Jeez, <laughs> Gigi. <laughs> uh, I mean, just thinking about how 
things drastically changed from when my dad was a kid up till this year when mm-hmm. he passed away. I mean, just it's so different. Mm-hmm. So many things have changed. I I still can't. We're we're still. I mean, we're in our thirties, early thirties, but there's still so much time left. What's going? On? I mean, things have already changed drastically just in our lives. Yeah. Well, and I think that generation specifically, I don't know if there will ever be a generation that has seen the rise and the decline within their lifetime of so many things, Mm -hmm. if you will, you know? Yeah. Because they watched as all these big corporate things took over, you know, Mm -hmm. and then watched as many of them have fallen. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if. I don't know if any generation, any other generation, will be able to see that large of a span in their lifetime. You're right. So You are right. Well, let's move on to our Ask Us Anything, and then we'll close up the hour. Okay. Our Ask Us Anything for today is, who was your craziest or most interesting teacher? Listen. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried to block out that portion of my life. All of school? All of school. entire school career. From 1989 to 2003. Blocked it all out. Every single bit of it. I'm trying well, to remember for real. Go well, ahead. Go for it while I'm trying to remember. Uh, we had a, a guy named Chuck Tipton. He was our, our choir teacher uh, for two years. And that dude was nutballs. He was crazy. He he was the most lovable guy, and he was hilarious, but he would also, like, snap on you if you were doing something wrong and he knew you could be better. Uh, But he would say things like, uh, it's not rocket surgery. It's not (laughs) rocket surgery. A bunch of other things. There were times where one of the coolest stories was, again, my friend Bubba that I brought up earlier from Love Thy Nerd. He got angry at Chuck at one point and threw a Pop-Tart at him. Like a full strawberry Pop-Tart. Chuck snatched it right out of the air and took a bite out of it. And then just stared him down. And it was the funniest, coolest thing anybody's ever seen. Because you whip it, you know, like a Frisbee. He just... (laughs) Stared right at his face. He got applause that day. But uh, it just, he was, he was, uh, he was interesting. He was goofy, but he was very, you could tell that he cared about you. Mm-hmm. You could tell that he really believed in all of us and that he wanted us to be the best that we could be. Uh, but at the same time, he wouldn't take any garbage, you know, and that's kind of what you need as a teenager in high school when you're preparing to go out into the real world and be an adult you need somebody to treat you like an adult, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, encourage you to grow the better parts of yourself and make that more of your personality. So anytime he saw us being who we should be, he would encourage that as much as he could. And whenever we were, you know, being stupid, he would let us know mm-hmm. you're being stupid. <laughs> it wasn't any, there wasn't any, oh, live your life, you know, live your Live your best life however you feel like you want to live. It's like, no, this is dumb and this is good. Be the good part. Yeah. And that was that was uh, the most important part of it. But yeah, he was he was definitely the most interesting character. He was a big dude, 
Uh, his sister made all of his shirts. <laughs> A lot of weird things about him. Uh, he was very... Uh, his his mind wouldn't slow down. Like, he was very active mentally. Mm-hmm. So when he wanted to pray, he had to sit down and write his prayers out in a legal pad. Hmm. And then when he was done, he would just crumple it up and throw it in the trash yeah. just so he could get it out without his mind wandering, uh, which was something that I, uh, I've i implemented from time to time Yeah, uh, that I learned from him. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was... He was he uh, encouraged me to do more music stuff, mm-hmm. which you know I got into for several years. Just uh, all around, really awesome, hilarious, weird dude. Yeah. And he passed away a few years ago, so that was sad too. Yes. Uh, are you done? I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, I'm starting to get all emotional. Don't get emotional, Jeez Louise. That's not what we're here for. So my most interesting teacher, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) The only one who really comes to mind that I can think of is my 12th grade English and speech teacher, which was Miss Russo. And when I say speech, I mean we wrote speeches and gave them in front of the class, not I didn't have a speech (laughs) impediment. impediment. Right. Um. And do you know, it wasn't until probably five years ago that I was talking about her and I said that she was my speech teacher and Chris was like, really, you had a you had an issue with speech? And I was like, well, yeah, don't most people, like, do you like to get in front of people? And... Isn't that like the number one fear of Americans? Yeah, right? Talking in front of people? And he's like, oh, <laughs> I thought you meant. I always thought you were dumber. You were dumber. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get it. Um, Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh, Matt. Geez. Um, but she definitely, you know, a lot like what you're saying with Chuck, Miss Russo was the same way, very funny, very energetic, very outgoing. Mm -hmm. Whenever we went into her classroom, we knew that we were going to have a good time, but we also knew that we were going to take care of business. And if we weren't going to take care of business, then, you know, we weren't going to be in there. Right. Um, she found a really good way of having a balance between making learning enjoyable, but keeping it serious as well. Um, And so, and I never really took school seriously. It just wasn't something, I talked about this earlier last week um, when my kids got their report cards. Like, academic excellence wasn't something that my parents enforced. If I made a C or below, cool, that was expected. If I made anything above a C, it was like a big joke in the house. Like, oh, I guess you are smart, huh? (laughs) So that just made me not want to work even, you know, all the more. So, but with Miss Russo, she was the only person who really pushed me to do my best. And Mm -hmm. I honestly think my entire high school career, aside from PE, her class was the only one that I ever made an A in. Hmm. And it was because I tried and I cared, you know. Because she cared. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, she really pushed me out of that fear of speaking in public. You know, I found my love of writing there because obviously you got to write a speech Mm -hmm. in order to give a speech. So I found my love of writing in her class. And by the end of the year, I had no problem standing up in front of the classroom and just talking. So that, I think, she's probably not only the most craziest or interesting, but probably the most influential as well. So, yeah. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We'll stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. As we close out the show for the day, we got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And our thought for the day comes from Bob Goff. Each of us gets to decide every day whether to lean in or step back, to say yes, ignore it, or tell God why he has the wrong person. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with Encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. And don't forget to connect with all aspects of the Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Remember, we have a brand new tier system now based on how much you're willing to give each month, which includes a lot of awesome thank you gifts uh, for all of our new Patreons, patrons. So uh, go check that out, patreon.com slash radio or go to backrowradio.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, and you'll find the link there. Mo, what's the final word? Go buy a book. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.